0: Welcome to Maximize You. This is Dr. Andrea Leonard, Senior Shepherd of Mount Olive Ministries, located in Virginia. We're welcoming all of our faith partners today from the various regions. Believers continue to join us weekly on a journey of faith to commit to a daily agenda of balance, focus, and self-discipline. Thank you so much again for your partnership and for your feedback. We pray you are empowered today. We pray you are empowered today by these biblical truths that we will unpack. If you've been connecting with us for the last couple of weeks, we've ministered in reference to having a heart or a spirit of gratitude. Also want to say thank you so much to those of you who participated in the Faith and Leaders Victory Conference. It was such an awesome time in the word. Again, we want to say thank you again for joining us. Uh, Many blessings and greetings to you, the Maximize You family, in addition to the Mount Olive Ministries family. Again, I am Dr. Andrea Leonard, Senior Shepherd of Mount Olive Ministries, and we are grateful and humbled and honored to serve alongside of the believers and the Maximize You family, as well as the Mount Olive Ministry family. Again, we want to say a special thank you for those of you who partner with us for the faith and victory Leaders Conference. Thank you so much for your partnership this past week. We experienced such an awesome move of God, and we just are so grateful for the word that was ministered during the week. We want to say thank you so much. On the first night of the conference, the word was supernatural inheritance. We are reminded that we must use the word to access uh, the harvest, our harvest. Uh, Also on Wednesday, Apostle Tina Price of the Apostolic Gathering of Churches, Senior Pastor of Holy Ground Tabernacle, ministered from the subject, Fulfill Your Assignment. On Wednesday, uh, the word was ministered on behalf of Bishop Richard H. Cross. I ministered on his behalf due to unforeseen circumstances, and the word was faith to see it. And on the conference finale, the conference finale, we had Pastor Joseph Heal, and he ministered about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. And so as we continue to Meditate on God's word, according to Joshua 1 and 8. Let's remember that God's word should be our confession. The conference theme was double portion blessing, double portion blessing. So we believe to see the goodness of the Lord manifest in our lives in a double measure, in a double measure. And so on today, the word that dad has given us today. Very familiar when we think about the double portion measure, the double portion measure. I want to use two examples today. I'll be with you not very long. Two examples. Jesus gave thanks before there was enough. Where do we find this in the word of God? Where do we find this? I, I recently was meditating on a particular uh, word in the journal from one of the stories of gratitude uh, in the Bible. And I found this, it says, Jesus gave thanks before there was enough. When Jesus fed the 5,000, he was grieving deeply, having just learned that his cousin, John the Baptist, had been beheaded. He was also weary and tried to get away to a quiet spot with his apostles for rest. But the crowds followed and with great compassion, Jesus taught for hours. Seeing the people were hungry, Jesus took five loaves. Now, today we're talking about the double portion measure. Jesus took five loaves and two fish. And looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. The apostles now distributed the food to the crowd and the people ate until satisfied and they gathered 12 baskets of leftovers. The odds are 100% that God will meet what every one of our needs, this is according to the word, according to his riches and glory. We may not see it. And this is something that dad ministered to me about during the conference. I began to cry out to him and I said, now, father, this ministry is your ministry. It is not my ministry. It's not uh, the believer's ministry. It's your ministry. So you are the supplier. You are our supplier. You supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. And I wasn't just referring to financial resources, but I was talking about every need that the ministry may ever possibly have. I wanted to remind dad that this is your ministry. Since his inception of 1952, you've always provided the need, whatever the need was. And I was talking to him about our needs in the ministry. And he reminded me of David. He reminded me of the story of David and Goliath. And so our father has promised us, he's already promised us some things. And according to the word, all the promises in the word are yes and amen. So when we ask our father to meet our need, we can thank him in advance for provision for the vision. We can thank him in advance that if he has given us a a vision, he will be the provider. He will make way, he will make sure that we have provision for the vision. Now, a champion named Goliath, let's go to the word here. We're looking at 1 Samuel chapter 17. A champion named Goliath, who was from Goth, came out of the Philistines' camp. Let's go back and remind ourselves of this story today. His height, this was a big guy, his height was six cubits in a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. Now, as I began to read this this particular passage here, I want you to think about the giants in your life. We're talking about double portion measure today. Stay with me. Now, pause and also remember and think about, some people said, I don't have to remember. It. I, listen, honey, I got it right in front of me. Yes, keep it in front of you. What What is... Uh, in front of you today or what are you facing? What are the giants in your life? What are the giants in your family that you need the word to help you overcome? You need the word. You need to be able to practice the promises of God, the principles of the word, using the word as God's final authority so that you are victorious. Listen in. He had a bronze helmet. Now the word actually describes this giant. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs he wore bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. This Now this guy's coming prepared. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod and his rod point weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer went ahead of him. Now, Goliath stood and he shouted to the ranks of Israel, why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. Listen, our situation, circumstances, those giants in our lives are talking to us. In other words, now, those words will come to us. Those situations, circumstances will present themselves as if, listen, you are not ready for me. You're not suited for this battle. But we want to be able to speak back to our situations today. Speak back to those giants. Listen what Goliath said. He said, choose a man. Have him come down to me. If he's able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Now, we want to serve today. Our giants notice that we are experiencing the double portion measure. That means the blessing is on you, believer. Listen now, the fight is already in you. Strength is in you. That means you fight, we fight the good Fight of faith. There is nothing that is too great. Nothing that is too great. Nothing too difficult that we are not able to subdue today. Because as we give our words a specific assignment, let's remain in expectancy now. We gotta expect that to show up. We we wanna expect to have the victory in every area of our lives. Now, verse 10, the Philistines said, this day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed. They were terrified. Are your giants today causing you to be terrified? Are you afraid? Are you ashamed today? Listen, get your faith up. You are connecting today to be in power. that you are more than a conqueror. Listen, there is nothing too difficult for your father. Give it to him today. We're going to cast our cares on him. Now, let's look at David. Who was David? David was the son of an Ephrathite named Jesse, who was from Bethlehem in Judah. Jesse now had eight sons. And in Saul's time, he was very old. Now, when we look at David, you want to look at the fact that David is the youngest. He's the youngest among the sons. He's the least person in the group that everybody would even have thought of to fight this giant. Jesse's three oldest sons had followed Saul to the war. Jesse had not, now David had not been in war. Jesse's three oldest sons had followed Saul to the war, but not David. The first born was Eliab. The second, and it goes on to tell you the names of the other brothers. David was again the youngest. The three oldest followed Saul, but David went back and forth from Saul, what was he doing? He was tending his father's sheep at Bethlehem. Surely not David. Surely David is not prepared for this battle. One of the lads that tends the sheep in Bethlehem, surely not David. Verse 16, for 40 days, the Philistine came forward every morning and evening and took his stand. He's waiting. He's waiting. Our situations, our circumstances, they're waiting. Some of them have been waiting for generations. When we talk about that bloodline, there are some things that just keep presenting itself. It's been presenting itself every generation and we're going to stop it. We're going to stop that. Believers, we're going to take authority and say, no, it stops here, not the next generation. It stops here. And now it's my time. It's it's my time to fight the good fight of faith. I'm going to put some things to rest. David's going to put it to rest. And so now David takes his ephod of roasted grain, these 10 loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. Jesse is actually giving David an assignment. David, I'm not telling you to go to battle. I'm not telling you to go and do anything with this giant. I need you to go in and give this food to your brothers. They're at the camp. Go and help them take along these 10 cheeses to the commander of their unit. You see his assignment here? See how your brothers are. Check on them, David. Bring back some assurance from them. Let me know as their father that they're okay. This is a giant, honey. This is a great battle. They are with Saul and all the men of Israel in the valley fighting against the Philistines. So Let's see what happened. Early in the morning, David left the flock in the care of a shepherd, loaded up, set out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. David left his things with a keeper of supplies and ran to the battle lines and asked his brothers, how you doing? How's everything going? As he was talking with them, uh-oh, Goliath, the Philistine, the champion of God, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance. And David heard it. Remember, we talked this week about how our we've been recreated in Christ now. And as a speaking spirit, we are able to discern things. So our eyes, our spiritual eyes, we're able to see what others don't see, that we have keen discernment. And so we are able to hear what others don't hear. I believe at that moment, David saw something different. At that moment, David heard those words, but he also heard that he was able within his inner being. He heard that he was able. He knew with assurance that I can take care of this. When the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. Now, the Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? Listen, now, our circumstances, our situations, listen, some of the battles that we're in, they just keep presenting themselves, keep talking to us. We hear family members talking. What are we going to do? How in the world are we going to get out of this? In, in in ministries, leaders sometimes we're, we're faced with so much opposition. We have a large assignment, and you're thinking, Father, I need you. I, I need you, Father. When the people are not there, yes, and you're saying, to Father, I, I'm looking at what I, what you see. Are you looking at what you see with your natural eyes? Because our Father's watching us. He's watching us now, and, and our Father is also watching over His word. So he looks at us as born again believers through the blood of Jesus Christ, but he's listening to his words. So instead of getting involved, instead of getting getting with the crowd of naysayers, instead of getting with our families who are all concerned, let's go in our secret closet. Begin to talk to dad, presenting our case before him, aligning our words with his words. And let's see the results, be in expectancy of the results. Do you see how this man, listen to their speech, keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from taxes in Israel. They're thinking, who in the world do we have among us who's able to do this? And I want to let you know today, it's you, believer. It's you. Now, David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man? Who kills this Philistine, removes his disgrace from Israel? Who is the uncircumcised Philistine that he should deny, he should defy the armies of the living God? These are David's questions. What questions are you asking today? They repeated to him what they had been saying. Listen, our families, our friends, you know, sometimes they're repeating to you what they've heard, what they've heard for generations. You know, this always shows up. That, you know, it's a shame that this happens in our family. And, you know, And we thought we were doing good. We, we thought we were using all the proper resources, rearing everybody the way we should rear them. Yes, we have become prosperous now. But look, is always something going on. Listen, listen to their speech, just like sometimes. And sometimes we're guilty of speech like this as believers. So when Elab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? In other words, David, didn't dad Give you an assignment to come check on us and bring us this food. Why are you down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? You have left your assignment, David. I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. He's thinking, David, you've gotten off your assignment. You coming down here to watch. You a spectator, David. Listen, believers. Verse 29. Now, what have I done? Said David. Can I even speak? Can I ask questions? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. David said, you will not stop me from asking questions. Is that you today? Is that you? Yes, you want to get in the word, stay in the word and be in expectancy for results. We're talking about the double portion measure today. The blessing rests on you. Yes, it does. Listen, the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul and Saul sent for him. We got this young lad down here, honey. We're among the army. He's just asking questions. We don't have time for that, Saul. So David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. What? What? Let me go back. Verse 31, what David said was overheard and reported to Saul and Saul sent for him. David says now to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. We want you, listen, believers, I want you to remember this during your trials, during your battles. Say to your family, speak to yourself, I will not lose heart on account of this situation. You may be facing today a medical trial. Say with authority, I will not lose heart on account of this diagnosis. I will not lose account on behalf of my financial challenges today. I will not lose heart on behalf today of maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's something going on in your career. Don't lose heart. David says, your servant will go and fight it. Saul replies, You are not able to go out. Your situation, your circumstance, your spiritual battles, your medical conditions are speaking to you today. And what are they saying? You are not able to go out. You are not equipped. The voice of reasoning speaks back to us today. This is verse 33. You're not able to subdue. You cannot go out. Don't you see what's going on? The last person didn't win. This was the result. You're not able to do this. You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man. You're just born again. What is this? I keep hearing you speaking all this word stuff, this faith talk. Who do you think you are? Do you think you're any different from the rest of us? Yes, sometimes that's what we hear. David heard it. He has been a warrior, David, from his youth. But David said to Saul, this is an example today of the double portion measure. We got to speak back to some situation, speak back to those circumstances, speak back to opposition and experience the double blessing in your life today. David says to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. David says, let me tell you what you don't know. You're telling me, but I need to tell you something. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it. I struck it. I rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it returned on me, I seized it by his hair, struck it and killed it. Let me tell you something about me that you don't know. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised situation, this uncircumcised medical condition, this uncircumcised spirit of death. Come on, believers. This uncircumcised situation will be just like all of the others. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. David wants to tell him about his God. Yes, he wants to tell him about Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides Jehovah Rapha. Yes, the healing Jesus. He wants to tell them about Jehovah Nisi, my banner, my victory, our victory today. Verse 37, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion. David says, this is what you don't know about me. Eh? Believers, talk back to your situation today. The Lord who's rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. The same God, yes, that saved me, rescued me from darkness. Honey, you don't know my story. Glory. You haven't heard all of my testimony. You don't know about the time when I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know what to do. But the same God. The same God. The rescuing Jesus. The same God who rescued David here. David says the Lord rescued me from the paw of the lion. The paw of the bear. That same God. The same God that heard me crying out when nobody knew that I was depressed. Oppressed. He's the same God. The same God. He will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul had ears to hear. Saul says to David, go and the Lord be with you. In other words, go and the double pleasure. Listen now, the double on the pleasure of the word. Glory. Hallelujah. Because the Lord has pleasure. Yes, in the prosperity of his servant. So double portion. Go with you today, he's saying to David. Yes, the double portion measure be on you. The double blessing be on you. That means the anointing is on you and the double measure on you in your life today. Go and the Lord be with you. I take pleasure. Our father says he take pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Verse 38, then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. We're closing. Put a coat of armor on him. We're going to put on the whole armor of God (laughs) and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic. That's right. We're going to put on the breastplate of righteousness today. It was tied around him. Now, listen, he and he was able to try to, to walk. David fastened on the sword over the tunic and tried walking around because it was not used to them. Listen, David says, I don't know anything about all of this. I've I, I just had on some regular stuff, some regular clothes out there with the sheep. What is all of this? He says, I can't go in these. I can't do it in all this glory. Sometimes we're trying to do it in our own strength. Yes, but we can't go in our own strength. You need the power of Jehovah released in your life. We need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He says, I'm not used to all of this. So he took them off. Yes, we're going to lay aside every weight today. We're going to put on Christ. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream. How many did he pick up? This is what he reminded me this week. Since Andrea David had five smooth stones, honey, from the stream. Put them in the pouch of his servant's bag and with his sling in his hand he approached the Philistine. We're going to send you out today suited up with the word for battle. You suited for battle. Yes meanwhile the Philistine with his shield bearer in the front of him kept coming closer to David that situation that circumstance is talking to us today that opposition keeps getting closer keep getting closer to you he looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy glowing with health and handsome and he despised him really that's who y'all sending out for me they're sending you Andrea who are you honey with all your imperfections That's how some people view you. He said to David, I am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? How dare you? And what the Philistine, cursed David by his gods. This Philistine cursed David by his gods. Now, he didn't know that that David's God, honey, was the ultimate savior. Come here, he says. I'll give you flesh. I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. That's what some people are thinking about you, your situation, those challenges that, that you're facing right now. But you're suited up for battle today. You're suited up to fight the good fight of faith now. Yes. Yes. Some of us, there will be a quick turnaround. David says to the Philistines, you come out now. Listen, now you might I might look like a lad. Yes. But you come against me with this sword and spear and javelin. But honey, I'm coming. I, I'm coming. I, I, and guess what? Y- you don't understand because of what you see with your natural eyes. Get that in the spirit. You're seeing me as a boy. You're seeing me as a lad. You don't, reala- you don't realize that I'm a giant in the word, that the word has been manifested in my recreated spirit. So it's not me. It's not me who you see. You really don't see me because I'm a speaking spirit, having a soul and living in a physical body. According to the word, I come against you in the name of the Lord almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied this day, the Lord will. I need some people to say that today and this week, this day, my father will this day, Jehovah will this day, Jehovah has, and you will see the manifestation of his word listen we can back it up in the word every time this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand says David I'll strike you down and cut off your head we're going to cut off some situations in our lives we don't ever want to see them again don't you show your head no more not even in this generation nor the next generation I'm going to save my bloodline in the word yes I'm going to apply the blood of Jesus Christ this very day go back to the word honey this very day i will give the caucuses of the philistine army to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world will know that there is jehovah god there is a god in israel my family will know that god lives yes that he rules all those gathered here will know that it is not by sword Speaking to you today, Mount Olive, all those gathered will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. Speaking to families today, pastors, leaders, missionary, all those gathers will know that it is not by sword or spear and that Jehovah saves. For the battle is the Lord. And he will give all of you into our hands. We got to finish this. As the Philistine move closer to attack him, your situation, circumstances, challenges, they're moving closer now. David ran quickly. We're going to have to suit up, suit up for battle. Some things we will have to approach. What quickly David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag, how many stones did he have? He had five. That's what they, that reminded me this week. Now, hold on to that, Andrew. He had five, but look what he used. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. He had five. What happened to the other four stones? He didn't need to use them. Glory. The The stone sank into his forehead, fell face down on the ground. What happened? This giant fell face down on the ground from what? From one smooth stone that sank into his forehead. You're going to use the word. If I have one word, all it takes is one word from God. David triumphed over the Philistine. We triumph over our situation with a swing and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. We're going to be able to step back and look over our challenges. Glory like David. David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from the sheath. Why? He promised him that he was going to do something. David says, now I got to do this. After he killed him, what did David do? He reached down. He cut off his head with the sword. Yes. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead. They turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with a shout, pursued the Philistines to the entrance of God and to the gates of Ekron. Listen, believers, going to Deuteronomy chapter 28 as we are closing. Verse seven says, "This is a this is a reminder of the blessing of obedience in a double measure." Today, the Lord shall call thine enemies. Stay with me that rise up against thee, opposition. Yes, He will cause your enemies, or situations, circumstances, whatever your enemy is today. I will cause thine enemies that rise up against thee. Is it an enemy of debt? I will cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee. Think about David. Yes, think about David and Goliath. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before you. How many ways? Seven ways. For the Lord commands the blessing, the double portion measure. The Lord commands a blessing upon you in your storehouse and all that you set your hands to believers. He bless you in the land which he have given you. The Lord established you believers and holy people unto himself as He sworn unto thee as you keep the commandments of his word and walk in his ways. Going back to battle, all people of the earth, they did see. All people of the earth, they will see. They shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of thee. They shall reference the manifestation of the goodness of our father. They shall reference the manifestation of the double portion measure let us pray father we thank you now for these words of faith today that you have allowed us thank you father to minister we give you praise and glory with the spirit of gratitude that you always show up always show up you've never lost a battle never lost a battle And so today, Father, we come together in the spirit of agreement, according to Matthew 18, 19, that we've gathered today in the spirit of agreement because many of us are facing some battles. We need the supernatural power of your words. Yes. So that we're able to take authority. We're able to subdue some things. We thank you in advance. For the double portion measure that rests on us. We believe today that we receive. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for favor today. That rests on us. That rests on ministries today. That rests on businesses today. That rests on our families. In the season of thanksgiving. We call our families together. Gather them up, believers. We're calling them on the phone. We're gathering with our families. We're calling a solemn assembly of prayer that as a family, as a ministry family, we're going to give thanks for what that has already done. We're going to believe to see the goodness of the Lord manifested. Yes, in our lives, we believe to see it. so we call in the resources that are needed today. We thank you that partners are coming together in the spirit of agreement. We thank you now, Father, for the healing power of your word. For those who are facing some medical battles this week, we thank you. We give you praise and glory. It's in Jesus' mighty name. You'll cover missionaries today, Father, also. Yes, those partners in global regions that are not able to carry their Bible. Who've hidden the word in their hearts, Father? We thank you for divine protection. We close now according to Psalms ninety-one. Thank you, Dad, for giving your angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. No evil shall befall us. Neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. That spirit, soul, and body. We thank you now for the double portion measure. Believers, go on out. Today, this week, continue to maximize your believers walk with a spirit of gratitude for the rest of the month. This has been Dr. Andrea Leonard, senior shepherd of Mount Olive Ministries, host, founder and facilitator of the Maximize You podcast. Many blessings.